Hills and Valleys is a podcast that uncovers stories from leaders in healthcare, tech, and everything in between. Straight from the heart of Silicon Valley, we give you a look at the good, the bad, and the future, one episode at a time. Brought to you by Petro Medical. Hi, everyone. Omar Khatib here with Petro Medical, and I'm joined with Dr. Nathaniel Reisinger here at Kidney Week 2018. Dr. Nathaniel Reisinger, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. So before we jump in and talk about the future of nephrologists, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, what got you into nephrology? Uh, sure, yeah. My name is Nathaniel Reisinger. I'm a uh, nephrologist at Cooper University uh, in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, I uh, just graduated a fellowship uh, not too long ago, about three months uh, now in practice. I uh, uh, trained at Penn uh, for my nephrology fellowship, and then I did a, I did a one-year ultrasound fellowship uh, after that. Uh, I'd really have to say uh, that what got me first into nephrology was just a love of the kidney, uh, of the basic uh, uh, physiology that underlies electrolyte homeostasis. Uh, and I, I had wonderful mentors uh, in my med school who, who really guided me every step of the way. And it was that, that mentoring relationship and that love of physiology uh, that uh, first drew me to kidney diseases. It's fantastic. And, you know, that's one thing that we hear that quite often when you go into uh, residency, you end up picking things that you are most influenced by your mentors. And so can you name some of the mentors that you, you know, had had, had the most influence on you in your career? Sure. Uh, you know, I have to say number one would be uh, Biff Palmer. Uh, he's a genius of electrolyte and acid base. I uh, learned everything I know about potassium handling uh, uh, from him. Uh, he's really an inspiration uh, to his field, uh, both uh, uh, in uh, basic science but also in uh, clinical research. And uh, uh, personally, uh, he's, you know, he uh, summited Everest uh, uh, recently. That's fantastic. I'm happy that we're not in Everest right now. We're in like this beautiful warm weather here in San Diego. That's pretty impressive. Very nice. And what, what were some key things that you could remember that he, he essentially taught you or, or some wisdom that he imparted on you back then? I think the biggest thing uh, in nephrology is uh, really being able to bring a very complex and nuanced field uh, down to some basic uh, building blocks to to make uh, make learning systematic and uh, and engaging uh, uh, for the learner. Uh, nephrology is an incredibly complex field, especially electrolyte physiology, and to be able to make something uh, as complex as potassium handling digestible to your average uh, first-year medical student. Uh, uh, is a Herculean task. Absolutely. And, you know, here at the conference at uh, Kidney Week, there's a lot of interesting topics uh, that are being discussed. Uh, a lot of discussion around biomarkers, for example, definitely your general courses such as around AKI. So what were some topics that you liked a lot? I was uh, particularly interested in the uh, debate on uh, the use of point-of-care ultrasound in guiding uh, ultrafiltration uh, in uh, critically ill patients. Uh, Point-of-care ultrasound is a particular interest of mine, uh, so, so I uh, uh, was on pins and needles during the debate. Interesting. So what, what in particular got you on pins and needles when the de- with the debate? Well, I, I thought it was particularly telling uh, that ultimately both, uh, both sides uh, argued uh, in favor uh, of using uh, ultrasound, but uh, really only differed uh, uh, in terms of their semantics uh, uh, surrounding the questions. I, I think it's coming into ubiquitous use among uh, critical care uh, providers. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think really uh, the ba- debate's going to come down to uh, the emergence of uh, and the developments, uh, uh, development of a reliable uh, 
database, uh, a reliable uh, 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 track record uh, of evidence uh, uh, telling us one way or another. And that just doesn't exist yet uh, for point-of-care ultrasound. So it's, uh, it's really an emerging field. You know, the one, uh, I guess, double-edged sword of technology is that you kind of have a portal opened up to you, whether you're a physician or even a consumer, a portal of, of data and, and new insights. But a lot of times there's a lot of over, overwhelming data. They've talked about things such as uh, alert fatigue and whatnot. So as the technology gets introduced to nephrology, what are some uh, perhaps maybe concerns that you might have and maybe some things that you're also excited about? Sure. Uh, you know, I think the biggest concern uh, in adopting uh, point-of-care ultrasound in the nephrology practice is, is what to do uh, with that data overload. So often uh, you go to scan a patient and it's not uh, what you're looking for uh, uh, that surprises you. Uh, oftentimes you'll, you'll incidentally discover something that uh, is totally unrelated uh, to patient care or something altogether unexpected. Uh, so that, that presents a, a significant uh, challenge uh, in, in terms of point-of-care ultrasound, but uh, uh, ultimately you always have uh, backup in terms of uh, referral studies. Uh, so if you see something, an incidental loma, or uh, something is potentially a false negative, uh, you can always uh, back up and uh, ask uh, for the radiologist uh, to perform a, a referral study. Interesting. You know, as uh, mobile ultrasound evolves over time, what do you think some exciting applications and perhaps, uh, you know, things that are going to be imp implemented in the training side for nephrologists are going to come out? I think we're moving towards, Omar, a, uh, a fully integrated uh, point-of-care ultrasound curriculum uh, uh, for uh, nephrology fellows. I think it's not just uh, the uh, bladder and kidneys that's going to be of interest uh, to the average practicing nephrologist, uh, but it's going to be markers of volume status, so things like quantitative uh, lung ultrasound, uh, advanced uh, cardiac techniques uh, like VTI. Uh, uh, supplementing uh, traditional uh, markers of uh, fluid overload and point-of-care ultrasound like IVC measurements. Uh, then uh, I think uh, there's a really real potential to add value in the outpatient uh, dialysis market uh, by uh, uh, serial examinations of uh, uh, malfunctioning uh, access, which is the lifeline for so many of our uh, dialysis patients. Interesting. And it seems that um at least in, in, in our perspective, that over the years, that with these new and emerging technologies, that the, a lot of the uh, Kidney Week conferences are sort of getting split, not only focusing on dialysis technologies, but all these other interesting technologies that are kind of opening up a new frontier for nephrologists. And you mentioned earlier uh, that it's going to be more than just a focus on the bladder and kidneys. What other organs, and of course with the body, the body doesn't really think of specialties, right? Sure, sure. But what other you know organs or areas do you think the nephrologists are going to start getting more versed in and, and being forced to essentially understand a little bit better and maybe go back to the old books and uh, training in third year and fourth year? Oh, without a doubt, I'd have to say heart and lungs. Uh, you know, it, look, just look at your basic epidemiology. Uh, patients with uh, chronic kidney disease are really uh, much more likely to die of cardiovascular events, of heart disease, uh, uh, rather, uh, even more likely than they are to end up on dialysis. Uh, and the number one killer of dialysis patients, again, is, uh, is cardiovascular disease. Uh, so I think uh, uh, partnering uh, with, uh, with cardiologists uh, uh, in epidemiological studies uh, uh, and uh, clinical trials is really the, going to be the next uh, uh, frontier. Mm -hmm. Are you excited about you know spending more time with the cardiologists? Are you guys going to be able to get along in the same room? 
I, I think we can. Uh, we, I think we can build a, a shared vocabulary uh, together. I think we speak the the same language when it comes to uh, uh, to fluid balance. But uh, I, I think it'll take a while uh, for them to uh, uh, to fully appreciate what we do in the dialysis unit. Absolutely. Well, one thing for sure, they have a lot of heart, right? Uh, that, that was good, right? <laughs> you got me. It, 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 it takes two kidneys to make one heart. Uh, so. Oh, oh, that was that was that was. I have not heard that. Uh, that was a pretty good. So, you know, one thing we did notice here uh, at ASN is that uh, nephrologists on Twitter, you guys have such a, a vibrant and uh, engaging group on there. I mean, uh, I've, I think I've learned more about nephrology in the last few days than any graduate school course that I've taken. Um, how do you feel that tw Twitter's serving as a, as a tool, not only for nephrologists, but also just to kind of get more engaged with each other and share information? Oh yeah, ab absolutely. Without a doubt, uh, uh, that is our number one emerging trend in nephrology education, which is so valuable because of the dearth of uh, internal medicine residents now going into nephrology. Uh, so uh, a few key players really on on Twitter have uh, uh, created uh, in a very short uh, span of time uh, a vast network uh, uh, that uh, that brings in uh, trainees and really makes them makes them feel welcome, makes them feel like they have a home, and gives them the resources that they need to su succeed not only on the wards uh, but in their career going forward. Uh, so there's actually something called the Nephrology Social Media Collective, uh, NSMC. It's it's run by uh, uh, three uh, nephrology Twitter celebrities: uh, uh, Joel Topf, uh, Matt Sparks, and Swapnil Hiremath, uh, uh, Kidney Boy Joel. Top uh, is oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is He's, the leader. You may have uh, you may have heard of him. Oh, most definitely. He's been trending. His his uh, Twitter uh, handle. I think it was it was uh, about you know urine is not the byproduct of the kidney, but uh, it is the product of it or not the byproduct. See, I, I messed up that joke, but it, I think he said oh saying that the urine is byproduct of the kidney is like saying that pollution is a byproduct of the factory. Urine is really the byproduct and homeostasis is the actual product. Homeostasis is the is the product of the kidney, and, and urine is really the the byproduct. Yeah. Exactly. I'm still a novice, so I'm I'm getting up to speed, but definitely. I it's, think you're doing a great job. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that, and it, you know the nice thing is that it seems that this is a good resource also for medical students to kind of get engaged with nephrologists and see like if the, is this an actual specialty I would like, and of course probably help them with their step ones and twos. Absolutely, I, I think uh, nephrology can be extremely intimidating uh, for trainees, and it's a it's a high barrier. Barrier uh, for entry, but uh, by bringing the uh, foremost leaders uh, uh, in nephrology education uh, onto social media, you've really made it accessible. And uh, I think what we're going to see uh, in the coming years is uh, is a sort of rebound uh, as uh, more people become engaged in nephrology uh, as a result of this. Uh, free online, free open access uh, medical education, FOMED, uh, is uh, really a, a trend uh, that uh, transcends. Uh, disciplines. Uh, uh, there, uh, you can go on Twitter now and, and learn everything. You can learn radiology. You can learn pathology. Uh, uh, you name it. Mm. Very nice. And, you know, on the topic of, of these sort of emerging technologies that are really changing the culture of nephrology, one thing that's been you know sort of trending up in a variety of different platforms in terms of de being discussed in medicine is uh, the use of artificial intelligence, uh, predictive health uh, technologies. How do you see that sort of shaping the landscape in nephrology, say, five, ten years from now? 
Absolutely. I think uh, machine learning is going to add another dimension uh, to our already uh, uh, very uh, versatile uh, uh, toolbox uh, uh, in terms of clinical epidemiology. And I think uh, what we're going to discover is that uh, 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 the machines aren't going to replace us, uh, but rather uh, uh, supplement uh, uh, our own uh, analyses. Mm -hmm. Uh, in my own field, in, uh, in point-of-care ultrasound, uh, machine learning has already been uh, harnessed uh, uh, to uh, start to interpret uh, images uh, generated by trainees. Uh, certain uh, uh, ultrasound providers uh, have uh, used this actually to uh, enhance image quality, image generation at the uh, at the point of care. Uh, you can see these ultrasounds now. It'll actually uh, tell you how to rotate your probe, how to how to improve uh, your image quality, and that's key if you're going to be introducing uh, point of care ultrasound uh, to a, a lot of uh, inexperienced nephrology trainees. You need uh, someone there uh, guiding them, uh, and if that's a, the, a computer, all the better. Very nice. The other thing um, that we've noticed a, a lot of discussion around is these biomarkers, and it seems that nephrologists get quite excited with the idea of having, um, you know, a, a sensor technology in the urine, in, in the bladder that can, you know, give you, give you a portal into a new world and get streaming data from. But there's so many different biomarkers. Are there any in particular that you feel that are going to become more and more important as research starts rolling out for nephrologists? You know, Omar, what I think is most important uh, uh, in the biomarker world is, is really understanding uh, uh, on a molecular level what each of those markers represents. I think uh, we should take a step back and, and think about our original biomarker, creatinine. Uh, you know, creatinine is a, a, a byproduct of uh, metabolism, and it's, uh, it's not, uh, not always the be-all, end-all of, uh, of, of kidney function. Uh, so I think understanding uh, understanding that and uh, uh, ultimately uh, translating uh, these new biomarkers uh, to clinical outcomes is going to be uh, of critical importance. Uh, uh, you know, right now uh, uh, we have uh, kind of a, a weak surrogate marker, creatinine, that we're using uh, to generate our outcomes. Uh, compare that to, to cardiology, uh, where they're looking at hard uh, clinical outcomes. Uh, you know, I think a, a rising creatinine uh, uh, really can't serve uh, as uh, uh, any longer as, as our uh, uh, as our comp uh, as our outcome of interest. <clears throat> and of all the different uh, technologies, so it sounds like you know, aside from mobile ultrasound for nephrologists, anything else that's come out that you feel that nephrologists maybe should get get access to that you see in other specialties. Uh, so uh, you know, I would say that, uh, that there's a lot of uh, uh, technologies out there, uh, and the, the best approach uh, to adopting uh, new technology is, is to uh, uh, to look for things uh, that uh, uh, look for something that already. Uh, uh, stimulates your uh, own knowledge of uh, basic physiology. Go, go with something, uh, 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 go with the new technologies that uh, have a, a rationale in, in already uh, established evidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, so when you're talking about uh, you know uh, uh, these uh, uh, Foley devices uh, uh, with a sensor, uh, certainly uh, you know measurements of urine output are extremely important, uh, and so so that may be uh, uh, more important uh, than just uh, uh, that may be more important than just uh, uh, your kind of average run-of-the-mill uh, uh, nurse uh, checking off uh, the urine output. Sure, and you know it seems that uh, especially in the last few years that. Patients, aside from really taking um, 
taking not only control but taking a very active part in their healthcare. Uh, now they have these wearable devices that are providing a, a variety of different uh, biometric feedback and, and, and data. And I'm sure that at some point they might be able to get more. Uh, has that in any way influenced the practice of nephrology, or, or at least with physicians? That is it a good thing or a bad thing that the, that patients have all this data now? Uh, ab- absolutely. You know, I, I think uh, I think one of the the bigger technologies that have come out of the past few years is uh, uh, these uh, uh, cardiac monitoring devices. Uh, as I said, uh, you know, cardiac cardiovascular events are are paramount uh, for our, our vulnerable kidney population. Uh, so uh, uh, now they have devices uh, for remote monitoring of, of telemetry, and we're finding that uh, atrial fibrillation and uh, uh, other uh, arrhythmias uh, are extremely uh, prevalent. Uh, uh, more prevalent than we ever thought. And this may actually be related to uh, potassium fluxes uh, on, on dialysis. Uh, there's technology uh, that's coming out now uh, to actually uh, uh, tell in real time without a, a blood measurement uh, what the serum potassium is for a, a dialysis patient uh, just based on, on their EKG tracing. Interesting. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that uh, some of these different technologies, you're spending some time to create courses and, and trainings for medical students at this point, correct? Uh, that's absolutely right. Uh, you know, I think uh, whenever you're you're starting to use a new technology, you need a, a firm grounding uh, uh, in uh, 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 in your trainees, uh, so that you're you're establishing a, a reli- reliable biomarker of disease. Uh, uh, if you're using a point of care ultrasound uh, 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 without really assessing the quality of your trainees' technique, then you could really uh, be doing serious harm. Well, you know, Doctor, we really appreciate you spending some time with us and chatting. But before we let you go, I have one more, one last question. A lot of young nephrologists, uh, fledgling nephrologists, will be listening to this podcast, and uh, you know, probably look to you, someone like you as a thought leader to, you know, give some maybe words of advice. Any advice to them in terms of uh, really nurturing and developing them, developing themselves into thought leaders at, in the nephrology community? You know, I'd, I'd really had to say uh, that the the most important thing in my own career was uh, was following my interest, and uh, uh, really, uh, you you need to be doing something uh, that really speaks to you. You, you can't spend time, uh, you know, micropipetting in a lab if if really what your heart's desire is clinical epidemiology. That's that's how it was with me. I I uh, uh, I, I it was only my second year of fellowship that I discovered my true passion was in uh, uh, point of care ultrasound. Uh, so, so it, it really takes, uh, you really need to, to take some time and, and, and use this fellowship as an opportunity to, to discover what really interests you. And I think that's where uh, social media and nephrology can be so valuable because you have at your fingertips uh, access uh, to the world's leading experts uh, in a variety of uh, subspecialties of nephrology. And literally you can just uh, tweet at them now and uh, uh, gain access uh, to their uh, vast hordes uh, of knowledge. Uh, so, I, you know, I think I'd say engagement, uh, really, you know, t- uh, coming to Kidney Week, uh, coming to our major, uh, uh, our major uh, meetings uh, and uh, meeting people uh, is, is, is the best thing you can do. Just talk to people and, and hear what they have to say. And now uh, I got to put you out there. So how, how can we best find you online? Uh, so the best way to find me online uh, is uh, via Twitter. Uh, my, uh, 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 my screen name is at Nephrothaniel. Nephrothaniel. Can you spell that for that? Uh, sure. It's uh, at uh, N-E-P-H-R-O-T-H-A-N-I-E-L. Very nice. You know, nephrologists have a really good sense of humor. I got to tell you, so you can just tell that from the Twitter handles. So. 
I, I think you can tell a lot about the about a nephrologist uh, based on their Twitter handle. Wonderful. Hey, we appreciate you spending the time and looking forward to seeing you next year at Kindy Week. Wonderful. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity uh, uh, to be interviewed. Absolutely.